welcome to the Grapeseed Official Podcast. We are back with our second episode in the Take a Step series. In it, we will take a very close look at the progression of learning our students will go through with a particular material in a unit. We will look at the quick checks in the teacher manual to get the big picture look at our goals and then dive into the lesson plans and see how what we are doing in each day contributes to achieving those big picture goals. We will primarily focus in on the highlighted material for the episode, but if there are other questions or activities found in the lesson plans for other materials that contribute to the quick check goals of our focus material, we will mention those as well. The goal of this series is to help show our teachers how carefully Grapeseed has been designed through how interconnected everything in the curriculum is. Going on these journeys with us will also help frame your own thinking when you approach your prep and planning time guiding you to being a more effective teacher. It can be helpful to listen to podcasts in this series with your teacher manual and lesson plans for the appropriate unit handy so you can follow along more easily. Let's get started. This episode, we will focus on Unit 2's 10 things. Being Unit 2, our students have already built a bit of a foundation of English from Unit 1, but they may not be speaking a whole lot at this stage. If we open our teacher manual, we can see a set of quick checks for 10 things that is pretty standard for most stories you will see in Grapeseed. For early exposures, we want to see if students are beginning to answer questions about the story. The middle exposure quick check asks if students can more fully answer questions about the story. And the end exposure quick check asks if students can answer questions about themselves using the language of the story. This progression of learning is a process we go through with most things in Grapeseed. We first want to build comprehension of the material and confirm it by asking questions and getting simple answers back from the students. Over time, we want their comprehension to grow to where they can answer those questions in more complete sentences. By the end, we want them to understand the language and expressions in the material so well that they can use it to talk about themselves not just within the context of the material they are doing. A good example from today's focus material is about the buttons on Tanya's shirt. We can ask about how many buttons are on Tanya's shirt, and in the beginning, we can expect a simple answer of five. Over time, this can grow to five buttons, or I have five buttons on my shirt. When we ask a question like, what does Tanya say here? How many buttons does she have on her shirt? In the end though, our goal isn't for students to remember that Tanya's shirt has five buttons. It is good practice for them to understand and use that language in early questions related to the story. But we want students to get to the point where they can talk about how many buttons they have on their shirt. That's the end exposure quick check. Can students answer questions about themselves using the language of the story? When we see these vaguer quick checks, it can help to look up and see specifically what we are targeting in the learning objectives. For 10 things, we can see that the focus is on practicing the numbers 1 through 10 and understanding the expression, I have blank in my blank. Let's think about that target sentence in the context of what our students have practiced so far in Grapeseed. In Unit 1, they had the one big book where they practice talking about different body parts and family members they have. Hopefully, by the end of the unit, students were able to make simple I have blank sentences. 
What else did they have in Unit 1 that is related here? They had a lot of prepositional phrase work, primarily in Mouse in the Barn, but also in many other materials. Our goal here, in 10 things, is to combine these two expressions students have learned in Unit 1 while mixing in some Unit 2 vocabulary. The magic of the spiral curriculum here again. As we look through the lesson plans on this episode, we will focus specifically on this expression. As I mentioned before, learning the numbers 1 through 10 is also an objective here, but generally students already have these down thanks to all the times you sang 10 Little Monkeys in Unit 1. We start out with strong modeling of our target in Lesson 1. After telling the story expressively, we hold up a pointer and say, I have one pointer in my hand. Think about how your students will process this. It is the first day of a new unit. They are very excited about all these new things. Unconsciously though, something is different about the start of Unit 2 than Unit 1. When Unit 1 started, they had no idea what their teacher was saying. Over time, they figured it out little by little. But now, there are these new songs and stories, but they can already understand parts already, even from day one. How exciting is that for them? Of course, they won't logically think, oh, I have learned English through Unit 1, so now I know enough to understand Unit 2. Like I said, this will be unconscious. Their level of interest and excitement is how we can tell they are learning. New things are fun, of course, but it is because they are understanding the language that these new materials are so engaging and interesting. But here, in Lesson 1, after we talk about Tanya having one toothbrush in her hand, we model that we have a pointer in our hand. We are showing them where we want them to go, but we aren't expecting it yet. Note there is no direction to ask students to speak or answer any question here. You model the language and move on to the next material. But even with this brief modeling in the first lesson of the unit, some light bulbs will start going off in your classroom. They know every word in the sentence, I have one pointer in my hand. They haven't experienced all of them in this exact combination, but through the groundwork you laid in Unit 1, they should be able to understand, or at least start to understand. In Lesson 2, you continue with this modeling, saying, I have 10 fingers on my hands, and I have two pockets. Again, modeling examples without expecting or requiring student responses. You might see students try to speak, which is great. After you show them how many pockets you have, they may try to stand up and communicate how many pockets they have. It might come out with something like, me, three pockets. You can then recast and say, wow, yes, you have three pockets. Encourage this if you see it. But if they stay quiet and are simply listening, that is totally fine too. Just model the language and move on. The modeling continues in lessons three and four with I have one toothbrush in my hand in lesson three and the plural twist of I have socks on my feet in lesson four. At this point, it is worth pointing out a couple other components in unit two that will help us achieve the goals we have for 10 things. Specifically, these are the big book two and the story Too Big, Too Small. In Too Big, Too Small, there's a lot of practice with you have blank sentences. Not quite our expressed goals in 10 things, but it is good practice talking about what I have and what you have. The Big Book 2 will generally give us the most relevant practice using the construct I have to blank. 
and also calling back to the one big book with, I have one blank. In lesson six, after two, we ask, how many arms do you have? We then simply model two. But in lesson seven, we ask, how many heads and how many eyes do you have? We then model, I have one head, I have two eyes. This varied exposure and practice to the singular versus the plural form will help our students in 10 things later. Lesson nine brings an interesting activity for 10 things, a mystery box. The lesson plan tells us, if possible, use a box with various items that the students know. As you take the items out, model, I have five buttons in my box. I have 10 toes on my two feet. Of course, this will take prior preparation by the teacher, but ideas like this mystery box are so engaging and fun for students. These provide a strong, stable connection with which you can give them great input on the language you are focusing on. Lesson 11 has us do something similar, but instead of a mystery box, we simply put different objects in our pockets and model language as we pull them out. I have two toys in my pocket. I have one pocket on my shirt. In lesson 13, we start expecting student responses. Up until now, we simply modeled and encouraged student interaction if it came, but here we are directly asking questions. The lesson plan says to ask, how many hats do you have? And how many heads do you have? After students respond, we model the correct full sentence answer. Hopefully, students can respond with more than just simple one word answers, but if they can't just yet, that's okay too. Remember our quick checks. In early exposures, we want them to begin to answer questions and then have those answers become fuller and more complex by the middle exposures. Here in lesson 13, we are between these. So whether your students are still giving simple answers or are giving more complete ones, you are on the right track. This is further supported in the big book two in lesson 14. Here we ask, how many ears do you have? We model, I have two ears. Then we ask, what else do you have? Here we are expecting, I have blank sentences. Of course, we will recast or model full sentence answers for them as necessary. So far, we have mentioned the other unit two components that help us achieve our goals in 10 things. It is worth pointing out how 10 things helps us with other materials as well. In the poem, boy, we have the sentence, I have toys. Also, in the poem Girl, we have the sentence, I have curls. So far, the lesson plans have not directed the teacher to pay particular attention to building comprehension specifically with these sentences. This is because of our constant exposure in 10 things to the same target expression and the comprehension we have been building through it. It is really incredible to see how everything in Grapeseed builds off of each other. We start transitioning to targeting our end exposure quick check of getting students using the language to talk about themselves in lesson 15. Here, after telling the story, we ask, do you have any buttons? How many buttons do you have? Where are your buttons? All of these with proper modeling and support is necessary. Make sure to model the full expression, I have blank buttons on my blank. More exposure to the proper form is always good. This continues in lesson 17 with, do you have any pockets? How many pockets do you have? Where are your pockets? More practice with the same base expression. We continue on in a similar manner. 
asking about shoes and fingers in Lesson 21 and hats in Lesson 23. In Lesson 25, we ask about boots, but after we ask them about where students wear different articles of clothing. This is a bit similar to how when students get used to action activities, we mix up the order to keep them listening and thinking and not just going on autopilot. As students become more comfortable answering a certain type of question, we can mix it in with some different questions to really see just how much they have it down. The mixing of questions comes again in lesson 27 with how many shirts do you have? Followed by what do you keep in your pockets? They have answered similar questions independently in the past, but now we put them back to back. As we near the end of the unit, we really challenge our students. Lesson 29 has us ask, how many things do you have in your room? Do you know what to do with them? This is a good opportunity to let their creativity shine. At the very least, you should have some of your own example sentences to model to get them started in case the questions are a bit too open-ended for them at their current stage. They have certainly come a long way, but remember that we are still in Unit 2. So with this roadmap, have we been able to successfully target the learning objectives and the quick checks? Most certainly. We modeled a great deal in the beginning of the unit and started getting students answering questions about the story and then later themselves. All the while expecting more complexity in their output but providing the necessary support along the way. An important note is that while we asked similar questions along the way, we didn't ask the same exact question each time. While to us, the objective is obvious if we ask about buttons one day but pockets the next, for your students, these are novel, unique questions. They are sure to have specific things they want to share. Maybe one of your students has pockets all over his shirt, like the boy and mother who lives in a boot, and he can't wait to tell you how many he has. Without this planned variety and adherence to the lesson plans, it can be very easy for us as teachers to fall into a habit of asking the same question each time. If we do that, our students will simply remember what was said in a previous lesson and just repeat it, removing the chance for new, exciting learning to take place. As stated in the beginning of the podcast, you will see quick checks similar to this set in many other materials. As you begin to prepare for your upcoming lessons, Think about where you are in the process of expecting simple answers about the material all the way to answering using language from the material to talk about yourself. What is your next lesson plan asking you to do to help take the next step? How can you make it successful in your own particular class? These are excellent self-reflection questions. Personally, I love 10 things and always had fun with it in class. Let us know what you think, either about the progression of learning here or just about the story in general. Send those thoughts or questions in to mailcarrier at grapeseed.com. As always, thank you for listening, and good luck in the classroom. Goodbye, my friends, goodbye. I'm sad to say goodbye. It was a good day. But now I will say goodbye, my friends, goodbye. Goodbye, everyone.